Standing, if you will, please, with me, turn to St. Mark, the fourth chapter. And we have quite a few scriptures to use today in our thought. We come to you in the fear of God, realizing our insufficiencies, but we know that He is all-sufficient. We're reading the scriptures beginning with verse 20 of chapter 4. You'll notice in your Bible this is concerning the parable of the sower and of the seed that was sown, where it was sown, and so forth. And these are they which are sown on good ground, such as hear the word and receive it and bring forth fruit some thirtyfold, some sixty, some a hundred. And he said unto them, As a candle brought to be put under a bushel or under a bed, and not to be set on a candlestick, for there is nothing hid which shall not be manifested, neither was anything kept secret, but that it should come abroad. If any man have ears to hear, let him hear. I want you to notice the two different hearings here. If you've got an ear to hear, let him hear. And he said unto them, Take heed what? ye hear, or how ye hear. With what measure ye meet, or with what measure you hear, it shall be measured to you. And unto you, why, O you, that hear, this is the second hear, shall more be given. And that's what we're speaking on today by the help of God. Unto you who hear shall more be given. Let's everybody pray. You may be seated. God bless you. I'd like for you to notice very carefully in this 25th verse the consequences of not hearing. If a person will not hear, this is the second here in this reading, then that that had been given to him will be taken away and will be given to someone else that will use it. But unto you who hear shall more be given. The Scripture says in Hebrews 6 and 3, Then shall we know, and knowledge comes by hearing, faith cometh by hearing, if we follow on to know or to hear, 
the Lord. His going forth is prepared as the morning, and he shall come unto us as the rain, as the latter and former rain unto the earth. Firstly, I want you to note today who this promise is given to. You are included in God's promise and in God's plan. For it's unto you, the Scripture says in Acts 2.39, and to your children and to those who are afar off, and as many as the Lord our God shall call. And then, of course, in John 3.16, a very familiar Scripture, it's to whosoever believeth shall receive and more be given, the more abundant life. Then in Second Peter, I want you to notice the Scripture, starting with the first verse, how it's so plainly stated, if we will walk with God and keep His Word, how that the Spirit of God would add to us and not subtract from us. Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith, with us through the righteousness of God, our Savior Jesus Christ, grace and peace be multiplied, not subtracted, unto you through the knowledge or the hearing of the Word of God, even or and our Lord, according as His divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge or through the hearing of Him that hath called us to glory and virtue, wherefore are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises. To who? To us. To you. To who? The person that believes. That by these, look at the latitude of it. You might be partakers of the divine nature as the waves are the partaker of the sea, and the leaves are the partaker of the tree. We are the partakers of the divine nature of Jesus Christ, because we have escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. I thank God for His plan for escape for the church of God. And beside this, he says, given all diligence, add more shall be given, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, and to patience godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness charity. For if these things be in you and abound, 
they make you that you shall neither be barren there will be little red oak trees nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ but he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off or he that lacketh these things has a letter in his hand just like Uriah had he didn't know what was in it but it was his death message it was under a bushel it was sealed up he had no knowledge of what was to take place but if we are in him and have been purged from our old sins and living in that divine nature of Jesus Christ we know all things because he knows all things and he dwelleth in us are you happy that he dwells in you today the scripture teaches that these additions would be freely given to the person that would hear for if any man will have an ear let him hear primarily what is the second hearing that we have read about in the scripture hearing is simply this hearing is a proven believing and obeying follow me you can hear from the mind and never hear from the heart the first hearing is what you hear in an intelligent way but the second hearing is if a man will approve the Word of God believe the Word of God and obey the Word of God more shall be given the preached Word of God is important you may teach without preaching but you cannot preach without teaching something Paul said in Romans 10 and 17 faith cometh by hearing believing approving obeying and hearing by the Word of God then again he says how can they hear believe obey and approve if they never heard the word preached or taught I believe it's still important to preach the Word of God these other things I do not minimize as far as their usefulness neither do we want to put them in the broom closet but I do feel they need to be in their proper place there's nothing above the Word of God there's nothing beyond the Word of God the Word of God is given to us to save us for Paul said we are begotten by the Word of God and put into 
the womb of the church. The seed is used and we're planted there. And when the power and season time comes forth, then the church that has that womb of compassion and of love for souls and burden for souls that have spawned the birth, not on a rehabilitated ox cart, but on the burden heart. They have visited the prayer and touched God. When that time comes, more children will be given. And the scripture says the children will come forth to the birth. And when they do, they'll come forth crown out of a Father, I'm here to tell you today, it's in the plan of God to add to the church and not take from. It is in the plan of God for all of Gideon's army to fight, not just 300. It's in God's plan for the whole world to receive this truth and not just a few. For my Bible tells me if I will obey the word, believe the word, approve the word. There will be an addition to the church. There will be wall to wall. There will be new converts. There will be souls come into our altars. And they won't have to camp there. They'll come forth and have to pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. There's something about the preached Word of God. I don't think today that we need to come to this place of nitpicking. We have nitpicked so long and played so little, and we have fiddled while Rome is on fire. And we have clicked with it. One camp to another. I am of Paul. I am of Cephas. I'm here to tell this convention today. I know nothing among you save Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Everybody say hallelujah. So finally, if we don't watch ourselves, we'll come to the place that this man came to in our Sunday school lesson. Naaman almost failed to get his healing because he didn't approve how the man of God preached the gospel. He almost lost his healing because he didn't approve the word he preached. And the only way for God to do something for us, we've got to approve, firstly, the Word of God, or we really hadn't heard the Word of God. I know we have our thoughts on how it ought to be. We have our advice committees on how it should be. None of this is wrong, but I'm trying to show you a more excellent way. When Naaman came to this place, he rebelled and he was disobedient. He would not obey 
what he heard, though he believed from his mind what the man said. But he didn't approve what he heard. He wouldn't obey what he heard until a little humble servant of his, unnamed, told him, Peter just told you some little bit of something to do. You'd have already been trying to do it. But just because he didn't come pat you on your back and thank you for about two million dollars that you was trying to give him and refused it, you won't go down there like you're supposed to. He almost lost it. But when he got willing to obey and accept a Jordan River, my God, and when we get willing to obey and approve from the heart, that form of doctrine that God has given us, then I believe there'll be healings in our midst. More will be given. The scripture tells us in John 12, 47 and 48, and if any man hear, approve, believe, obey my words, but if he believes not, I judge him not, for I came not to judge the world, but to save the world. He that rejecteth me or disapproves of me and receiveth not my words, hath one that judgeth him. The word that I have spoken, the same shall judge him at that day. And then in Isaiah the 28th chapter, notice the scripture where it says, When shall he teach knowledge? And whom shall he shall understand doctrine? Them that are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breast. For precept must be upon precept. Precept upon precept. Line upon line. Here a little and there a little. For with stammering depths and another tongue will I speak unto this people to whom he said, This is the rest. Wherewith you may cause the weary to rest. And this is the refreshing. Yet they would not approve, believe, and obey. But to them that believe, the scripture says, to them gives he power to become the sons of God. I'm so happy today that I am in the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ. We don't talk away or take from anyone's experience, no matter what religious background, but we do teach 
But a person is not complete in him without being fully equipped. Everybody say fully equipped. In Ephesians, the sixth chapter, notice the scripture which says in the tenth verse, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all, stand. Stand, therefore, having your loins girt about with truth. If you will hear, more shall be given. The first thing you equip yourself with is truth. Girt about with truth. Don't stop with just hearing truth. Satan has heard truth. Don't stop with it. There's more to be given. And then put on the breastplate of righteousness. First, truth. Next, righteousness. And then your feet shot with the preparation of the gospel of peace. That's one part of this addition that makes us fully equipped, that fills me. For the scripture says in Romans 16 and 20, And the God of peace shall bruise Satan's head under your feet shortly. Thank God for the God of peace. And your feet shot with that preparation above all. Taking the shield of faith. Thank God for that shield today. It not only helps you in the forward push, it protects you from the backward glance. You live in faith. Wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. And then, remember, fully equipped, more shall be given. And take the helmet of salvation. Why is this so necessary? We haven't lived in such a time as we're living in today, where people's minds, even in the church, they're being tormented, tormented with fear, dreads, and so forth. All around, men are tormented. 
But the scripture says, put this helmet on. In other words, that you may be able to keep your mind in perfect peace. I don't believe you have to be troubled today if you'll get fully equipped. Hallelujah. Don't just stop with the door message. I love Acts 2.38. But that's for equipment. I never did like to go into a showroom and say, give me a strip model. Never did like that. I like automatic. I like air conditioning. I like power brakes. I like tinted glass. I like a good heater in one. I even like white wall tires. Fully equipped. I believe if you're fully equipped, he beautifies you. And the sword of the Spirit we better have the sword of the Spirit and better keep a sharp spirit, which is the Word of God. Oh, hallelujah. And then this is the final addition, and that's prayer. That's part of the equipment. Praying always with prayer and supplications in the Spirit. The Bible says praying in the Holy Ghost, building up, not taking from, building up your most holy faith. I believe if we would have prayer meeting before church, or if we would have church before church, we'd have church when we got to church. If we'd have a miracle before church, we'd have a miracle at church. And there wouldn't even be any standing room. Everybody say hallelujah. There are people coming through the roof or through the door that have to come through the roof. Because the Lord said he would add to. A lot of people say, well, the church is not going on and look like we're all losing. Forget it. You're not reading from the Bible I'm reading from. He would add daily to the church such as should be saved. When I think of God's blessings, God's righteousness on the church, notice you may be in a struggle today in your local assembly as a saint or as a minister. But please hear me today. If you will hear, approve the Word of God, Believe the Word of God. Obey the Word of God. More shall be given. It works. I said it works. Well, Brother Creel, I can't move that mountain. Who said you had to? That thorn may be good for you. I believe it takes the same quality faith to take a mountain as to move one. And many times for us, it's better to take it than to move it. 
I caught myself praying here a while back. God, move it, move it, move it, move it. God, move it. I'm tired of looking at it. It's ugly. It's making me hard-headed. I'm going to have to repent. The fire of the Holy Ghost said, let it sit there. Because your head's harder than his anyway. Because I promised that to you. Don't look at me that way, preachers. You know what I'm talking about. Let it alone. Don't touch a tater when it's hot. Let it cool off. Then eat it up. I notice y'all don't know what I'm talking about. I'm speaking in parables. It's unlearned. Well, a saint I said over here and one I said over here, and they get up and testify, I can't endure her. I wish God had moved her to another church. Don't you pray that way. Let that mountain stay there. You just take it. Some of them's like Clyde's Peak, but go ahead. You may get short of breath. Come down and get you another one. Don't move it! The Lord said, more be given. You try to get rid of one tear and you'll get ten. Better thank God it ain't but one. Then a lot of people say, we'll never have a revival because of this, over this. Oh, what in the world are you talking about? Jesus would have waited to do miracles because Judas was a month man. They never would have had a miracle.